0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just tuned into the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Now, in today's episode, we answered fitness and health questions that were asked by our audience. But the way we opened the episode was with an intro portion so where we talk about current events. We have a lot of fun with banter. Talk about scientific studies. We mentioned some of our sponsors. Today's intro was forty-five minutes long. After that, we got into the questions. It got wild today. So. Here's a rundown of today's podcast. So we open up by talking about dirty song lyrics. Oh yeah, I good mean, ones. Memories from our from our childhood. Yes. Uh, then we talk about Burger King. Are they really the king of fast food? Uh, then we talked about how knackered I was for my ridiculous leg workout. My ego still gets in the way, Justin,
1: uh, you know, what uh, are you gonna do? it
0: sucks. Yeah. Then we talked about the hip thrust versus squat controversy. Uh, in a previous episode, we mentioned a study that showed that squats were superior for building the butt, but there's some controversy around that. So we kind of addressed that. There's a couple butts you uh, threw out there. The two butts. Then we talked about steroids and long-term damage study came out showing that there may be some long-term damage from even doing a few cycles of anabolic steroids, then we talked about one of our sponsors, Ned. They have a new product called Mellow. This stuff is legit, okay? We are not lying. Try it out. It relaxes you. It will give you incredible sleep. Um, and one of the ingredients has been shown to improve cognitive function and brain health. Um, now, Ned is a company we work with, so that means we have a discount for you. Go check them out. Go to helloned.com forward slash mindpump. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash mindpump. Then use the code MINDPUMP for 15% off. Keep it mellow, brah. Then we talked about how success breeds more success. We talked about how somebody made $69 million for digital art. Uh, I talked about a new surgery that can make you taller. Kind of crazy. Then we talked about the long-term social effects of masks. And then we mentioned another one of our sponsors, Public Goods. Go check them out. You can get $15 worth of free stuff from them. It's really, really cool. Go to publicgoods.com forward slash MINDPUMP use the code MINDPUMP and get that hookup. It's really, really good. Oh, by the way, you can get a free two-week trial membership with them as well. Then we got into the questions. Here's the first one. This person wants to know how much creatine they should take on a daily basis and when they should take it. The next question, this person wants to know if high cholesterol is still the demon we once thought it was. The third question, this person wants to know when you're weighing your food, should you do it raw or should you do it cooked? And then the final question, this person wants to know, what are great exercises for people who are in advanced age? Uh, One more thing before we start the podcast, we have two workout programs and a workout program bundle on 50% off sale. The first workout program that's on sale is MAPS HIT, so that's high intensity interval training. The other workout program that's 50% off is MAPS Split. This is a advanced bodybuilder style workout program. And then we have the Bikini Bundle, which combines multiple workout programs and is double discounted. It's already discounted because it's a bundle, and then you can add 50% off. Go check them out. It's a huge promotion. One of the biggest ones we do out of the year. Go to mapsfitnessproducts.com. That's M-A-P-S, fitnessproducts.com. And then enter the code SPRINGBREAK for the discount. T-shirt time! And it's t-shirt time! Ah, oh, shit, Doug! It's my favorite
2: time of the week. Oh, what mm-hmm. happened, dude? Oh, he lost Doug his killed it, Mojo! Dude, he, he killed it, man! Uh, that's Did all right. We got used
3: it We got some shirt
0: giveaways, right, Doug?
3: We sure do. We've all got right. two winners: one for Apple Podcasts, one for Facebook. The Apple Podcast winner is Share Bear. For Facebook, Nick Duvall. Both of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com Include your shirt size and your shipping address. And we'll get that shirt right out to you.
2: Hey, uh, shout out to Andrew, by the way. The yeah. Man, the man behind the, the YouTube channel. So, those of you that are watching this, um, he is the one. So, make sure you give him some love on there. He's the one that puts all the cuts and edits and makes the show a little more entertaining than just our stupid faces.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. we got stupid faces, I mean, all right. <laughs> we try. You remember when you were a kid, songs that you you listened to that were like uh risky or controversial? Do you guys remember that? When you were real young. Yeah, because I was one. I have one song. Was, I want to sex you up. Really, was that a big deal for you? Well, that you? was like in sixth grade. I mean, yeah. that's like inappropriate. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. Who was that again? That was uh, uh, yeah. "Color Me Bad." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I remember that. It was dude. mainstream. Yeah, they were really good. Mm. You know what song was uh, a big deal that I remember? My parents were like, "Turn that off." Tur- two Live Crew. No, Oh obviously. I'm talking wait. about songs that were like not so super. Obvious. Can-
2: Candy Man, Knocking Boots. That I got, what? I got in uh, trouble for that one. Did you? Yeah, really? my parents uh, ripped the tape out. You know what's funny was that oh. that happened to me. I think what I, I don't maybe Doug could check the date on Candyman Knocking Boots when that when that was released. So I was I was pretty young. I was in the Modesto. I was house. like
1: ninety. So I had a,
2: I want to say I was like fourth gradish, somewhere around there, and uh, yeah, got in big trouble. You were I, sixteen years old in fourth grade, right? <laughs> yeah, something like how that. How many times you yeah, skipped yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, No, so I I remember my parents grounding me, taking that like I was in big trouble over that, uh, feeling like oh my god that was so bad, and. I, and Years way later, way later, I remember going back and being like, "Oh my god, that song, Candyman." Let me and I listened to it. I'm like, "Oh my god, it's like not bad at all." No, dude, it's just because the song is inferring, uh, yeah, inferring that they
0: are. Wow, 1990. Yeah, yeah. Wow, look at that. 90. Huh? That's a yeah. good year. Yeah, I uh, for me it was. Uh, I don't remember the name of the person either. It was. Um, I touched myself. <laughs> you guys yeah, remember that song? Yes. Yeah, when I, I think do. about you, yeah. I it touch me. myself. Oh, yeah. I was I listen- Did you get in trouble for that?
1: Well, oh, I mean, no. how I'm, do you know that?
0: You know, because the song made me full t- of worthless information. Of you don't remember year, that dude. song? Not like that? Really? But I know all the lyrics. Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's a, that's sure what Justin I love that song. It's I'm sure straight. you had a poster of it. This is how Justin figured it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, touch okay, myself. <laughs> let me, and then what?
1: Let me give this a <laughs> shot. <And> then what? <laughs> then <you laughs> take off your pants. No, they don't say Diddle around. Oh, <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Something like that. And they're just like taking notes. And the video was kind of weird. Like, the girl wasn't that, she wasn't really that hot. But when I figured out what she was talking Does about... Does anybody know who it is? Do you know who the... Doug, look it up. Look it no, up so the that's, uh, that's, I Touch that's, Myself song. That's where my memory <laughs> and, stops. And when... It, yeah, what it, year is it, too? And then click on Images. No, don't do that. Just click on... Uh, yeah. I t- oh, there. the Divinals. Uh, the is that like a one-hit wonder? Never then. Yes. Yeah. Her, dude. Look at her. I remember her bangs were so long, I couldn't see her eyeballs. Yeah. See that right there? She's banging. She's uh, what, what year? Open up the lyrics there, Doug. Let's look at the lyrics real quick. Let's yeah. I love myself. It says, my- I love myself. I want you to love me. When mm. I feel down, I want you above me. Oh, wow. I search myself. I want you to find me. I forget myself. I want you to remind me. This mm. is poetic. I don't want anybody else. When I think about you, I touch myself. I mean, myself. it's no
1: wet-ass pussy,
0: but yeah. <laughs> yeah. it tries. Songs, songs have come a long <laughs> Soft. way. Soft. Yeah. Actually, it's actually, not true. If you listen to some of the music of the 70s, whoa, whoa. There was a song called Cocaine. Oh, that's yeah. the title of the song. By Cream? Uh, I think that's it, yeah. right? Yeah. Cocaine. Yeah. As a parent, what would you be more
2: nervous about your kids hearing? Be honest. Think about that right now. Wait, I mean, what song? Yeah, like, okay, a song that's talking all about doing cocaine or a song all about wet-ass pussy. Ooh. Oh well, it's I, kind I, of a toss-up. Yeah, I think. I uh, mean, okay, yeah, you probably have
0: cocaine. Well, I that would be alarmed worse. Alarmed by I mean, both. I mean, really, I'm, with your stance on drugs, you think that that would be worse? Well, I mean, what would you rather have your kid like dabble in? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh <laughs> He's for sure dabbling ki- in one of those. Yeah, you want your kid like it, yeah, Dad. I uh, <laughs> don't worry. I have just I hit the song "Cocaine," so I'm just doing some lines. I want to. Test uh, or you want your son to come home and be like, "Test it out, Dad." I was uh, I heard the, the wet Dab, ass pussy dabbling, song. Dabbling in some. So I was, yeah, I, was
1: d- <laughs> I was dabbling yeah, in I'm, some. I think I'm going in the the second option.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, that's a good point. It's a valid yeah, point. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought that far. Oh, so
1: mm. <laughs> wow, so many things you got to consider as a parent. Yeah.
0: Well, now be. Because of the internet, forget about it, dude. At least there was at least some semblance of control, you know, that our parents had. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the dirty movies were scrambled. You couldn't get, you couldn't really watch them. Um, if you wanted to listen to something crazy, it wasn't on the radio, yeah. or if it was, it was censored. You had to go buy it, mm-hmm. but now it's just a couple clicks of the mouse, and you know, yeah, I
1: know you can see all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you think you can set up all these firewalls? Dude, they know their way around it? <sighs> totally, every now, time.
2: You know, there, I, there's a lot of like alarmists around around that idea, right? That it's so easy access for kids. But there's some positives to that, don't you think? Too, it's kind of like what we brought up the other day about the whole drinking age. Like some countries that there is no drinking age, so it's not a big deal to drink mm. alcohol. Because it's so easy to have access to nudity and and pornography and stuff like that. So it's
0: like responsible cocaine use <laughs> versus coke crazy.
2: Not coke, I'm talking about the nudity. Yeah, and stuff. no, I
0: think you're. I think you're. You're. I think there's definitely some point. To yeah,
2: I, I Jin alluded to that, right? The book I Jin talks about that it's not all all negative, you know. And and I think you've brought this up, which these stats are inside that book too. You know, kids are waiting longer to experiment with drugs. Mm-hmm. Kids are waiting longer to have sex, to get mm-hmm. married, to drive cars, all things that could be considered risky, right? Mm-hmm. So
0: I know like my son, dude, yeah. he's he's 15, right? He'll turn 16 this summer and he's he's going to do this permit test online and he's just dragging his ass, like just waiting. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" Man, when I was 16, I was like I want to be ready the yeah. day I turn six Get old, me out of get here. My, yeah, it my was six. your
1: way to get out of the house and like actually hang right. out with your friends. I think, too, that's the other thing. It's like you can hang out with your friends just by chatting virtually. Now. Well, not just that, too. Uber. Yeah, that, too. Uber is so easy. I mean, yeah, Uber
2: Uber is so easy and inexpensive. So mm-hmm. if, if you're a kid who would end up having to pay for his car and pay for his... Uh, insurance. Actually, that's not bad. Yeah. I, yeah, think about that. If you're a kid, like, I mean, the family I grew up in, I would have to pay for these things, right? So they weren't going yeah, to- Insurance,
0: gas, car.
2: Yeah, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, even a uh, even a clunker is going to cost you a few hundred bucks at least a month. You with You just it, paid it. 10 bucks
1: to get a ride here or there. That's right. You'd have and...
2: to do a lot of rides with Uber to, to actually justify And I think did, that's- Did these... you
1: guys ever hitchhike back in the day? Oh, wow. Yeah, because- like, I did one Think time about, about that. that now. I mean, you have Uber. Like, who's hitchhiking anymore? Nobody is. Nobody well, you know that was a big deal back in the day, right? Uh-huh.
0: Before when before we were kids, it was when, like
1: yeah, like serial killers, like murders.
0: Well, so okay, so you want to hear a failed? <laughs> you want to hear a failed uh, toy idea? Yeah. So oh, yeah, there was definitely a, there there was. House, a, I can't wait to hear you tie this to hitchhikers. Oh yeah, no, there was a t- there was a um, uh, back. In, I think it was in the sixties. I don't know the name of this toy, but it was a toy that you you put an address on it or something like that, and a note inside, and you I don't know how it worked. You left it on the road or whatever, and the idea was that cars. Would drive by, pick it up, and hitchhike it down, and then you'd get this. And this was like this fun game. What? And then parents were like, "Wait a minute! It's got my kid's name on it and their address, and some random person could pick it up and find us." What? This was yeah. a real thing. This yeah, was a toy I mean, idea that was one of those big flops. That you know, uh, this famous flop. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the name of it, but this was a real thing. Hey, Google that. Doug. What are the What are
2: the most uh, failed? Look up toys. hitchhiker. Hitchhiker
0: <laughs> failed toy. I want to That's see failed like toys in general. What are some
2: like
1: flop toys that were no good? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Probably that. all the phallic toys. No, you know, you know what? It, it's always. No it's wait a minute. <laughs> this <laughs> carrot doesn't look like a carrot. <laughs> yeah. It's not those
2: things. It's, a, it's you the guys ones don't that are, hide the carrots. It's the ones that are dangerous <laughs> that you, like don't, think, you don't think you don't think like what a kid would do with it, right? It's always that's the fit normally the failed yeah, ones, yeah. right? Or they like the Practice
0: toys. operating on your friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. No, that's not it. Wait, Cabbage Patch, Snack Time Kids, That's a, wait, yeah. Airport Security place. <laughs> Burger King, Pokemon Container. These are all newer ones. You got to look up the ones. Hey, speaking of Burger King, did you guys see the uh, the
2: news around them with the apology? Yes. The no. tweet they did? I thought uh-uh. that what they did was smart. Uh, brilliant. So I saw our buddy Connor, right, who talks all well, mostly political stuff, and he was bringing this up and mm-hmm. like, was talking about it. To me- it's very okay. Burger King, by the way, I love Burger King abs. Burger King is brilliant. They, they're then they're smart on social media. If you mm-hmm. watch them, them Wendy's, uh, they, uh, McDonald's isn't quite there yet. There's yeah.
1: these, weren't they the ones that were going to plan on delivering to people in traffic at one point? Uh, was that them that yeah, they I brought that up a long time? Yeah, ago. a long time ago. Anyway,
2: so they they're already like ahead of the curve mm-hmm. in their con- compared to their peers with social media and we know how things are going right now with like everybody is so quick to jump all over and for them to come out and tweet something like women should stay in the kitchen like come oh, no, on.
0: it said women belong in the kitchen yeah women belong in the kitchen now now here's why they said that and it, i think it was brilliant oh, wow yeah, yeah.
1: No- <laughs> Yeah, I'm you, sorry. I'm trying to take this in right now. Yeah, that just happened. Yeah,
2: you, come on. You cannot tell me Burger King is worth you know billions of dollars. It does not have a, a brilliant marketing well, team. Well, so that here's knows what that- here's
0: what it was. It was that the the uh, chefs and in all high level cooks. It's dominated by men, and what they were saying is essentially they're trying oh. to promote. We need to come out with programs. That's that not what.
2: That's not what they were doing though. That was their brilliant spin. That was the, on how
0: to how to cover their ass
2: yes. when people came after them. Yes. No. Brilliant. It was absolutely yeah. brilliant marketing. I love that though. Yeah. Like yeah. way to play with this. Like they're the, like,
1: yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. All confused. Yeah. 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 You know? yeah.
0: yeah. I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm angry. I'm sad, but but I'm, it's for a good thing. Yeah. And, oh. yeah. I'm not mad anymore. Yeah. I really want a whopper
1: yeah wow i'm hungry now. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. exactly what happened
0: you know what i'm so angry yeah. i've
1: used so much energy being angry and now yeah. i'm like it's okay so i'm hungry
0: yeah, yeah yeah you know when i get real mad i just want food <laughs> <laughs> get a get, uh, get a whopper uh, i haven't had a whopper wow, in... what a spin on that no, no is is smart it? right yeah. very smart yeah wow. very very smart yeah. are you guys uh whopper or big mac big mac really yeah it's a bread sandwich. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's that special Thousand Island sauce that's so special. You and, you and special sauces, I swear to yeah. God. It's, it's it's just got a lot of bread in it. and it's sus? it's, it's it, The Whopper is just meaty. It's got more stuff. The Double Whopper is more meaty. Yeah. But we not the regular talk. Whopper. Dude, it's all
1: about Carl's Jr., dude. We get well, yeah, now. I didn't even say that.
2: Honestly,
0: <laughs> all the Western bacon cheese,
2: hello. All of them suck. I tried to have one not that long ago. It was, I don't know, a few months. Diarrhea right away? Yo, yeah, just right through me. I can't even enjoy it, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, I'm halfway yeah, I haven't through the burger. I'm, always, I'm already in the bathroom. Do you
0: know what my son said? That I think I brought this up already on the podcast a while ago that I thought was brilliant. So we don't eat a lot of traditional fast food. We just don't. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, we would buy McDonald's here and there, especially when I work with my dad for lunch. It was like a treat because I was working with him and helping him. That's how he would pay me. He'd buy me lunch. Looking back, and like, nice, dad. Thanks. Yeah. But anyway, my, my kids really, they've had McDonald's maybe twice in their life. I don't think they've ever had Burger King. I, they've never had Carl's Jr. They've never had Jack in the Box. They've never had uh, Taco Bell. Like all these. So my son goes, "You know what I want to do?" He goes, "I want to go on a fast food tour with you." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "I." He goes, "I've never tried all of these these very popular fast food places: Dairy Queen and Burger King and uh, Sonic." He goes, I, "I think it would be fun if if you and I went, you know, and did this for like a week or two, where we went to one each time." And tried different things. How kind of fun, right? Yeah. yeah I, don't you know, know, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know how little, smart that little is. little merchandise
1: <laughs> while you're there, you
0: know, little yeah. little plastic toys. Yeah. 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 How, how did you get diabetes? Well, my dad took me on a tour. <laughs> yeah, I know. Of all the festivals. You know what's with, gonna happen, dude. My trainer dad. He's took a kid,
2: me. bro, and he's got an
0: iron gut at this age right now.
2: He's gonna go through and be like,
1: what the hell? You've been holding yeah. this back this whole I time. Know. You get addicted to it, man. Yeah, no. yeah. spicy chicken sandwiches. You may oh. as
2: well take him on a tour of Snorton Line. Whoa. 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 That, whoa, 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 it's not that
0: far. <laughs> <laughs> not that far. Yeah, dude. Oh man, dude, I am knackered right now, dude. That workout destroyed me. I'm really enjoying these training sessions with you guys. I tell you. But that one killed me. You were trying your best to to get your legs sore. Today. It's it, it's 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 hurting. I'm sitting here sweating and shaking at the same time. I feel like something's wrong with
2: me. Uh, you said you only did twelve sets, but it sure looked like a lot more to me.
0: No, I did. I did just. I don't know how people do when people say they do twenty legit sets for legs in one workout. Are they really? Or yeah, is it like 10 sets of leg extensions? I was going to say, eight of
2: those have got to be leg extensions and leg curls on
0: a machine. Yeah. Uh, Cause if I, because I could do it that
2: way. Yeah. Because you could easily do that after what you just did.
0: Yeah. I don't think they're doing like a bunch of compound lifts because there's no way. That's just insane. Speaking of which, of working out, remember how I brought up that study on hip thrusts? Oh, yeah. I meant to ask you about that. I saw in our forum, somebody was trying to poo-poo it. Yes. So there's, there's some controversy around, I guess, the group that did that study. Apparently that group is being criticized because a lot of the data that comes out from them uh, on their studies is uh, improbable in the sense that, and I tried to read the breakdown, and it's a lot of study jargon or whatever, but apparently a, a lot of the other metrics in there are so improbable that they're like, we don't think that they're reporting accurately or that they're fudging their numbers. This doesn't seem like a study, and I guess it's happened a few times, so there's a few people that are debating the squat versus hip thrust study. And for the people who don't know, this was a previous episode, uh, squats built in this study twice as much muscle in the butt as hip thrusts and six times more muscle in the quads than the hip thrusts, which that, that part was uh, ex- ex- expected. But the glute one, mm-hmm. that's, there's a bit of a debate. But I do find it funny how it's such a debate. Well, I don't, I, I don't understand why it's, it actually isn't that obvious.
2: I mean, we 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 alluded to it in the last time we discussed it, like the range of motion that you're getting in a squat yes. versus the range of motion on a hip thrust, and you really could load. I mean, you can load a hip thrust a lot, a lot, right? And probably a lot.
1: Most people can. Yeah, but you could also load a leg press a lot.
0: Yeah, and it, but it doesn't yeah, but it's necessarily not as I mean. demanding,
1: right? You, you know, you feel that going through the exercise, like even though you load it like crazy, it's just
0: really not yeah. as demanding. The, as the hip thrust is superior in that that fully contracted position. But aside from that, the range of motion is is tiny, whereas with a squat from bottom all the way almost to top, once I'm sure at top, you could relax your glutes, but from the bottom all the way up, that's a lot of range of motion to move the weight, Mm -hmm. and you're just going to, and again, I'll, I'll stand by that, in my experience- for mo- unless you have a poor connection to your glutes, in which case I'd say hip thrusts are probably better, uh, squats. Well, uh, the other thing that I
2: find interesting about studies like this too is that squats have been around for a really long time and popular. Hip thrusts have not. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you, you get a group of like 40 people and you, you get them both doing both these movements. Oh, but,
0: I see the point you're going with.
2: Yeah, but you have somebody who. You know, for the last five years, they've squatted on and off or consistently, maybe. And then you introduce hip thrusts in there, and of, of course, you would see a huge change, just like yeah. you would with just any other. This is a
1: different stimulus.
2: Absolutely. Just like you would see with somebody who's never done Bulgarian split squats. I remember the first time that I got into like split squats, I avoided oh, yeah. those like the plague forever. My legs blew up from that. That's my point. Do I think Bulgarian split squats are superior necessarily to a squat? Well, no. Maybe if I had done Bulgarian split squats and never mm. done a barbell back squat, I would have seen the reverse. To stabilize
1: happen. the joint, you can make an argument that's superior but yeah
0: yeah no that's a great point because if you do a study and you're having the people do an exercise that they've been doing for a while and you compare it to an exercise that they've not done uh very often or ever or ever that new stimulus is going to produce uh probably some uh, unexpected maybe unpredictable or or gains that you wouldn't normally see if the exercise was already done consistently. You get those newbie gains, kind of, right?
2: Especially on a great movement. It is a great
0: movement, Mm -hmm. right?
2: So if if you've neglected, I mean, you guys have to remember this in your training career. Every time you you introduced a great movement that you had never really done, like the gains probably came on like nothing else before. Oh, yeah. And that's
1: one of those things you get hyped on as a trainer. And then all of a sudden, all your clients are doing this like crazy. And that's all you're doing, you (laughs) know? And then it just, and then you run across something else.
0: That has to be the biggest, most common mistake that trainers make is that they train their clients like they train themselves. Like, oh, this works really good for me. Oh, we all do it. Yeah. You're all going to do the same thing. We're all doing (laughs) singles on squats today. Everybody's going to fail. You guys are going to love this. Yes. Like, I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah. Now, speaking of training, I got another interesting study that just came out, and this one supports a couple other studies. So in the past, when they've done studies on anabolic steroids uh, or testosterone use, right? So uh, exogenous testosterone use, meaning men injecting testosterone into their, into their bodies, What they found is that men who'll take testosterone and then go off, obviously their natural testosterone is suppressed, but then after a certain period of time, what they would say is it'll go back up uh, to normal. Well, there's been a couple studies now that show that even short-term anabolic steroid use or an especially long-term anabolic steroid use causes long-lasting and maybe permanent changes to the testosterone-producing cells in the testicles. So men in their 20s who use testosterone more li- are, are are quite likely to uh, have much lower testosterone in their 40s and 50s because of the of the steroid use in their 20s. Well, that may, I mean, that's mm. pretty
2: logical. Now, was this did you go down this rabbit hole because of the response to the John Romano? Uh, recommendation for a young guy?
0: No, no. But somebody sent it to me because of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you started reading because because I know that uh, I feel like it's a, if that's a path you're going to go down, then you, right. you you need to make you need to be okay with the fact that you probably are going to need to end up on TRT uh, when you get older.
2: Well, especially at those levels that he suggested. I mean, I thought that was that was the, maybe the most. Yeah, it sounded really high to me. And interesting. I yeah, much. I mean, I made the mistake of being that high. I uh, according to him, it wouldn't be that much of a mistake. It would yeah. have been the the route
0: that he would recommend. I, I just. I find that fascinating. Yeah, I could. I see his angle. His angle essentially is: if you're that, if you're young and you want to see real gains, you probably need to take. You need to take a lot versus when you're older and you want to see gains. So I can. Because no matter
2: that. what, taking it synthetically like that mm-hmm. is going it's to. It's going to replace what you're making. Yeah, it's going to no, no matter if you take a little dose or a massive dose, uh, it's mm-hmm. going to suppress your natural hormones, and so. Somebody who's young in their twenties that could they're potentially naturally, naturally high, yeah, it could be nine hundred, thousand, yeah. right, as far as free test, mm-hmm. and then you'll sudden that that shuts down because they're taking two hundred fifty milligrams. Two hundred fifty milligrams doesn't take them up very high, or doesn't make them feel mm-hmm. that much different than what their thousand
0: naturally did.
2: So from that, I get that 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 yeah. point.
0: Mm-hmm. It is interesting to me, um, and again, again, this is something I w- I'll I'll stress if you're thinking about using uh, exogenous testosterone or anabolic steroids. You probably need to make peace with the fact that you might need. You're probably going to need to be on uh, TRT um, as you get older, and these studies are kind of confirming that. And that brings me to another point. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you know, female hormones aren't nearly regulated like male hormones, and I'm talking about birth control, right? That's all. Those are all derived off of the female hormones that tell the woman that she's pregnant or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, women go on birth control for years. Yeah, you know, when they're 16 and they won't go off until they're you know, 30, maybe when they're about to have, uh, you know, get pregnant or whatever. Um, that's got to have some long-term effects too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's going to affect your own uh, hormone production later. And I think we've been promoting it as it's no, no, no. It's not a big deal. Right. But I'm I'm sure it's going to have issues. You know, no. or cause issues. No. Yeah. It just
1: throw you out of balance, and then it's you know at that point you're you're trying to look at what other options you can do to raise other levels of different hormones in your body just to to bring it back to some semblance of, of balance.
0: Yeah. I mean, you start you start getting your body to to stop its own production of hormones. For a while, you're probably yeah. going to pay the price for that uh, later on. I think is the point. Yeah, you got to consider that for sure. Hey,
2: yeah. I wanted to uh, I wanted to do a giveaway for the the YouTube channel for uh the ned because you got me to take the
0: Oh yeah. How do you th- what do you think about the mellow? I was
1: blown away actually. So, I, and uh, dude, it, it sounded like such a sleeper product, you know, like initially when they're pitching it to us, it was like, it's, "Oh, interesting."
2: It's it, magnesium, GABA, theanine. Nothing like well, here's, magical. Here's yeah.
0: what it is though. So that's what I thought. When I saw the ingredients, I wasn't that excited initially because I'm like, "Okay, magnesium, I've taken magnesium before. GABA, that's been around for a while. Theanine, I I've, you know, I've been touting them for a while. But it's amino acid." But here's the big difference. There's one form of magnesium in the in mellow called magnesium threonate. So I think it's called threonate, T-H-R-E-O-N-A-T-E or something like that. I'm getting there uh, close. This is a form of magnesium that was actually invented by MIT. Hmm. And they created this form of magnesium because it's the only form of magnesium to cross uh, the blood-brain barrier. So here's the issue with supplementing with magnesium, absorption. Mm-hmm. So like you guys know that supplement uh, that people take, and it, they'll, they'll mix it in the water and it fizzes. I think it's one of them called Calm or whatever. You're very poorly absorbed. It's actually more of a laxative than anything. You take it and you'll, it'll help you as a laxative, but you're not going to absorb much magnesium. Well, with Mellow, the forms of magnesium they use in there are the ones that you really absorb. Huh. So I, not knowing this, saw it and I'm like, whatever, and didn't use it at all. We got on the phone with them. They explained <laughs> it. I looked it up, yeah. saw the MIT write-up on it. I'm like, let me give this a shot. And it, I, I, it relaxed me and I slept so calmly and so good. And so mm-hmm. you had the same experience? So I, the way I tested it, which I,
2: I thought like on a normal night would be uh, less impactful, right? Or harder for me to gauge. So once or twice a week, I get up as early as 5 o'clock, which is early for me because I normally don't get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. And that's hard because I don't normally go to bed before 10, 30, 11. So getting up that early is rough and I'm not a morning guy as it is. So I was like, okay, I got to go to bed by 9, 9.30, which is like so hard for me to settle down and then go to sleep. Mm. So I thought, oh, this would be perfect. Let me try this out. You were just talking about it like literally a day or two before and then I had to get up really early. I took that, like I got, I literally got it. I took it in a, a um, you know, a little you know, little crystal geyser bottle, half of it full yeah, of water. Yeah, it tastes
0: good. It's got flavor to
2: it. <clears throat> yeah, the, the one I try. I know they have a naked one, which is flavorless, and mm-hmm. then they have, I think it's like a blueberry type of flavor or whatever, or blue raven- lavender, I think is what it's called. And I shook it up in about half of that uh, and, and then drank it just as I was climbing in bed. And less than 30 minutes later, I was out and I was out hard because I woke up at one, thinking it was time for me to get up, and, and I felt was, refreshed. So
1: refreshed, like you're done. Like I'm done sleeping. Yes, yes, dude, I really was. Dude, this is no bullshit. It was really. It was.
0: I was like, whoa. No, no, this is no bullshit. If you if you look up the studies on magnesium 308, which is that's the, I think the, the, the there's all of them working together, right? But that particular uh, ingredient is fascinating. Reduces depression. Studies show it reduces depression. Age related uh, cognitive decline, Hmm. it's actually shown uh, efficacy in that. So they're now now looking at giving it to people with Alzheimer's, dementia. Wow.
1: Um, Because it can cross that blood brain
0: barrier. Yes. And and here's the thing with magnesium the more stressed you are, the lack of sleep, stress, work, workouts. Depletes the shit of, of magnesium out of your body. Hmm. So, and again, this is one of those supplements. I was like, whatever. Well, they tried like it.
1: Eighty percent of people are, are deficient.
0: Right? Yes, yeah. it's like vitamin D. It's like one of those things that we're
2: all just deficient. In. I tell you, the the last two companies that we've picked up, both uh, LMNT and then this one, are two things I would not. I mean, we've been working with Ned before, and mm-hmm. I mean, I would stand behind their sleep product and their their hemp oil for sure. And that's why we originally signed with them. But like you, I was I wasn't excited about the product when they mm-hmm. first pitched. I know no, they whatever. were, yeah. I was kind of like, eh, yeah, it's not like, it's not, a, I don't think it'll be a game changer or whatever, so I didn't think nothing of it. Same thing with the sodium, dude. Those two things, it, every time I use it, I continue to get blown away by how I feel
0: from yeah, it. I can't mm-hmm. wait for you to try it, Justin. <clears throat> yeah. Because I know you're like, you're Mr. Impossible to, to uh, impress with supplements. I know. I'm such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing works. I just
1: I don't know. Like I, I don't like uh, throwing interventions in there. Like it's, but like their sleep product. Like before that, you know, with yeah. the the Mello I haven't tried yet. But the sleep product, like I've actually brought it down. Like my dosage, like I've brought it down. Like I've been trying to like not use it enough because it works so good. And and so I've I've got it down. to I barely even take like a couple drops mm-hmm. of it, and I get the same effect now. Wow, so it's pretty cool. You know, they, haven't, funny? they
2: haven't made a cheese flavor. That's why. Once they make- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once they
0: make a cheese flavor, you like, should. Be- all just like easy cheese. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> We've infused cheese with magnesium three and eight. Oh my God, I'll be so excited. <laughs> oh, I feel so good. <laughs> just all of a sudden, so relaxed. Yeah, it's funny. I got interviewed yesterday on a podcast, and the guy asked me um, how I, how we able how we were able to get a book deal with a a big publisher. I watched, I, I watched your interview. Yeah, so uh, you know, we got the. Uh, I have a book that's coming out uh, next month, um, and so that was his question. He's like, "How did you?" Work, how did you get with a publisher? And you know, I had to be honest. Yeah, no, you it, said I had no, I have no like fancy answer for this. No, no, no. Here's the deal, and this is a weird, this is just a, a, a inconvenient truth of life. The more successful you become, the easier it is to become successful. And here's, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we are. You know, we've got this podcast that's really big now. We're at the top fitness podcast. I never have to buy a supplement ever. Mm. I, I, I we get supplements sent to us all, so many I could throw I could throw half of them away and I still have more than I could take in you know in two or three years right why because we're very you know we're big and popular we now got supplement so how did I get to work with a publisher it, they contacted us that's it they're the ones that came to us and said <laughs> and this is just it this is it with success the more successful you become the easier it is to get breaks and to get people to trust you yeah. this is how credit works right uh, you want to buy something and you want banks to trust you you got to show a history of doing a really, really good job. Same thing with friends and family. You want people to help you, give you stuff. People are more likely to help you when you're proven to already be successful. Well, I
1: I definitely think that's a big piece of it also it's the relationships you've established along the years that have led these opportunities uh to be presented as well like so like all the different types of uh movers and shakers that become your new circle it's like you know they hear about you like it's a lot more opportunities yeah. happen because of that
0: well here's why it's like one of those like truths that's kind of like crappy like you know talk about like big celebrities right you're, you're the rock you get you know he's worth i don't know 100 million dollars got tons of money yeah he probably didn't have to pay for dinner Probably vacations are free. He probably
1: tries to, and they're like, no, no, no.
0: Yeah, companies are like, hey, come fly on our private jet for, for free and eat at our restaurant, or come, you know, here's a car because whatever. And the guy could afford to buy all this stuff. Oh, well, aside from that,
2: it's also too as you get you get bankrolled, you can you can make bigger moves too that make bigger amounts of money. That's so like true. when you talk about investing and, and being able to get into things, there's there's certain things when you're at a certain level, you just can't get in entry level to. So there's that advantage too. So you get yeah. all kinds of shit for free, and then the money that you're starting to stack up, you opens up new doors. This
0: is one of the reasons why, and people need to understand this, this is very important, why when you have a a relatively free society, the wealthy, uh, they grow their wealth faster than the people in the middle or even at the bottom. Now, in free society, statistically, this is a fact, you you can look up all the statistics you want, everybody's wealth increases, everybody's quality of life from a material standpoint Hmm. improves. But why does the wealthy grow so much faster? Well, here's a simple example, right? If you take $10,000 and you invest it in the market and somebody else takes $100,000 and invests it exactly the same way, identical, same investment, and they both grow at 10%, percentage-wise, same growth, but the $10,000 guy, how much did he make with 10% and how much did the $100,000 guy make with 10%? It's just a larger... Dollar amount, yeah. Um, and so you just you have more money allows for more. Well, of that there's growth. there's more to that
2: that formula too, though. So I mean, uh, the millionaire next door talks about this, and that's, um, and I think the stat was like eighty. It was high eighty percent of of millionaires and billionaires also have trained themselves to live below their means. So they also have created good behaviors that continue to feed into them oh, being for sure. more successful and making more money. For sure. Where a, a lot of people get caught in the rat race. I mean, I I think uh, the the, the stat is eighty eight. I think it's eighty-eight percent. Um, I was listening to another like a business podcast talk about this that actually live paycheck to paycheck. So a majority of people are living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. They're not living below their means, which is only making it that much harder for them to get ahead. So you add in the fact mm-hmm. of you know, all the doors that opens up for being a millionaire or billionaire. But then they also, to become a millionaire or a billionaire, there's a lot of behaviors
0: that you had to learn learn on the way to there that that play into your favor. No, it's true. And I hate to say this, but, you know, I have friends and family that, you know, struggle and I'll say things to them like, okay, I, I know you go to Starbucks twice a day. So you're spending $10 a day at Starbucks. That's three hundred dollars a month. You could buy coffee at the grocery store. It'll cost you ten bucks, and so you're going to save two hundred and you know at least two hundred fifty bucks a month or more. But then their mentality is like, oh, it's only two hundred fifty bucks. What's the big deal? And so they don't understand that this is the way that you start to kind of you know build yourself a little bit. And then the other thing is this: if you try to build wealth through your uh, job and your income, that's a that's a very difficult way to do it. Mm -hmm. The way people really build wealth is they have a job, they make money. But then they figure out ways to get that money to make money for them. Right. Then you start to build wealth because now it takes it doesn't take any of your time to make that grow. And you continue to do that. So it's, it's a slow process. But once it builds up, yeah. it really starts to stack up okay, very quickly. So speaking
1: of wealth, I want to hear your guys' theory on this. Uh, and this is the art world. This is something I just saw recently. There was like this digital art uh, from this artist. I think it's Beeple is his name. But uh, there was a bunch of like... Uh, people using um, like crypto uh, money to, to basically purchase it for sixty nine million dollars. I saw this. for this. Just it's just like I don't really know how to describe it other than it's just a bunch of little images that are all like sort of put together uh, in this digital uh, looking. It, it's nothing spectacular. I thought it was a collage, of just
2: a bunch of faces. it's just a collage. He yeah. yeah. has a collage of a bunch and of. And that's he's a good sell- way to put he's it. He's
1: selling it for sixty nine million. Sixty nine million, and he got sixty nine. That's what he got. He he did get it. And, and before that, I guess the um the the CEO for Tron, one of those other ones, uh you you know the uh, digital currency, uh he was at like sixty million, and he got like last second got outbid, uh by somebody coming in, and but but so what what motivates somebody to to purchase this for that outrageous amount of money. I think this is just
2: the beginning of what we've talked about before, which is we are heading in a time and there's already companies and things that are popping up like this where you can buy digital clothes, bro. There is there are people that are making a bunch of money selling digital clothes to people you to use on like on, social media. Yeah.
0: So oh, I see instead what you're of going buying a you know, thousand dollar gucci cause jacket you want to wear it to be on social
2: media absolutely oh. and, and you're in this digital world since and, weird. And, and you since you spend a majority of your time which a lot of people are beginning to do plugged into their phones and on the virtual platform and not really walking the street i don't give a shit what i'm really wearing in real life i spend most of my time on these platforms so the digital art digital clothes huh. digital products are are just going to continue to go, dude. It, it's
0: that makes it's a lot of sense. Mind blowing. It's <laughs> weird video, as shit yeah. to
2: me, yeah. To see it, but yeah, like a piece of art like that. I, I mean, I guess that's how someone would display it. Is in the in the digital world only. Yeah, I yeah. guess. I, I
1: mean,
0: wait a minute. So I just, didn't really fully understand. I, I didn't how, fully
1: understand it either. To be honest, that's why I wanted to hear your guys' speculation because. It was just like I I don't know like how are they going to use it? How are they going to display it? Like what what was the motivation? Was it are they paying somebody off because they owe money? You know, is this some kind of racket? Well, you did have you had a, another interesting theory that I think
2: it's also a way you could potentially wash money. Yeah, which I think way to That's money. been that's been a way of laundering money forever. Is like like with art anyways, and so digital art now with cryptocurrency. So what
0: added. do you how do you, so explain that? So be, let's say you got a bunch of money <clears throat> and you well you, it's crypto it's bought with crypto, so you can't first of all you can't track it back to who the person is. Right? Right, so somebody. So they took money. Let, okay, I Okay, let me let's let's walk through the steps. So they got money. They got sixty nine million dollars worth of cash from some kind of, uh, Ill, uh, you know, illicit behavior, selling drugs or whatever. And they're like, okay, I want to be able. I can't put this in the bank. I can't do anything with it because I haven't paid taxes on it. It's not. It's not clean. So then they take that sixty nine million. They buy crypto. Now they can use the crypto to buy the digital currency, excuse me, the digital art, and then what? Now they have something valued that yeah, much? Yeah, something that's valued uh, that much that they could
2: probably sell for 10% less pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So they could flip and, it real quick, yeah, pay it, taxes. Yeah, and or hold on to it as an asset until they want to sell it one day. Wow. Yeah. And it's
0: not traceable and probably taxable. Wow. I have a question. Yes. yes.
3: How do you take cash and buy crypto? Mm.
0: That's right, because you'd have to put it in a bank or something to buy the well, crypto, wouldn't question, you? a to... You mean like through Coinbase? Yeah, yes, but how do you take you the get cash and put it on Coinbase? Yeah, don't yeah. you have to take it from your bank? You do. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. But once mm-hmm. it gets into Coinbase and then gets in, but you have to get it there
3: first. So right, that's their trick, right there. Yeah, right, right. Because barrier. you just can't take cash and say, "Hey, I'm going to convert this into crypto." <laughs> I don't believe you can. Go down to your local crypto dealer. <laughs> because guy. if that's the yeah. way you could do that, what well, buy all, you all these got people? This cash. No, I mean, all this- I'm,
2: d- I'm definitely not the person to ask about this stuff. I'm not like a crypto guy <laughs> whatsoever.
0: Yeah, um, but it, and Adam's like the way I do. It's different. No,
2: really. I saw so, yeah, that's not how I wash money. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 I'm way more old school. You do know, I have oh, laundry yeah. mats. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. Lots of quarters. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. bunch of strip just, clubs, yeah, overseas. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah. no, but I, I was my point was that uh, to that is not that I know anything about that subject whatsoever. Was that Justin's theory of that it could be a way to wash money is an interesting theory and that could be it. If my yeah, I don't theory, know how they
1: do it. I just think that it's it smells
2: yeah be. my theory is that we're moving into this digital world and that's what's going on is yeah, that, yeah. That, that that things like, i mean if somebody is willing to pay but it's so
0: easy to copy because it's digital how does it make it how does it even hold its value I know. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's mind blowing.
0: Like digital is it's it's a perfect copy. It's not like art where in order to copy like an actual physical piece of art, it, right. It's really really it's o- like. Difficult. Ooh, I just
1: screen captured it. Now I have it. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, uh, <laughs> cool. You spent sixty nine million dollars for this, and I got it for free. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Sweet.
2: I'm, you know, I I know that our forum will come to the rescue on this and definitely school is There's yeah, I know. Please somebody explain. We this have we me. have several crypto nerds in our forum. We have that, some drug dealers in the forum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, <laughs> here's la- how the black market works you, <laughs> yeah. the launders, you guys are idiots how the laundry works yeah, yeah it's Amen. it's a it's a we're I mean we're moving in this time dude it's gonna get really it's gonna get weirder for sure yeah it's know?
0: interesting alright speaking of weird uh, did you guys know that there's a surgery an approved surgery to make people taller have you heard of this what Okay, this is a real cosmetic surgery. It's, it's you hear that done? It's approved. <laughs> yeah, I'm already signed up. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: finally re-
2: re- 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 I'll eventually be 5'4". Yeah.
0: Yay! Hey, don't piss, dunk, dunk on, on you, dude. <laughs> <Yeah. kill> you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, this is a, a, a this is an actual approved surgery, and to me, it's it sounds so crazy, but this is what they do. They'll take somebody who wants to be taller. They'll, this is for real. They'll saw through their tibia amphibia. They'll saw through it. They'll add a few take them apart and add uh, metal uh, like bars or whatever. So they literally take the bones, separate them by two or three inches or an inch, add the metal part, then the bone grows together. Then they'll do it again. Then the bone goes uh, together to get the person this taller. awful. Now, the only side effect of it is get got a really long lower leg. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it works. People will add a few inches to their height. From doing this surgery. Well, and if just you just wear have, those stupid shoes. And know. if you have
2: short legs, it won't look that crazy because you, I mean, there's some people that have much longer legs than other
0: people. So yeah, Michael have, Phelps will look normal if they do this to him. Yeah, yeah. You ever yeah. seen his, his, yeah, uh, his, yeah, yeah, he's all torsion. So. Yeah. yeah. How crazy is that though? So you imagine getting surgery, getting your legs sawed in half? They proved a, this? This is a real surgery. Where, here in the States? It's in the States. Wow. Yes. We dude. have no more ethics. Where no. did you find, I haven't even heard of anyone doing this yet. Well, I don't know anybody who's done it either, but I read the article on it. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, that's really yeah, weird. Yeah, they have a and lot of weird- it's
1: purely cosmetic, right? There's no, no. like, yeah, justification.
0: It's co- Well, I mean, okay, look, let's be honest. Cosmetic surgery in general is weird. Yeah. A lot of it is very, very strange. I've seen people, there's this guy that used to work- no, we, I, do, we do a lot to attract the opposite sex, Bro, I, I have seen- This th- is true. You guys have probably seen the same guy. He worked out at the, at the 24 there in South San Jose, and he'd come in, and I know he's in his 60s or 70s, Jet black hair because he dyes it. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And so white. Right he tuck his tuck his tank top. Bro, in. And, and his face is like, yeah, like yeah. he's like, oh, like he's going like five Gs on his face. Yeah, uh, and he's like, and he kind of walks like. <laughs> I think this. It's really windy outside. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I mean, there was a, there's definitely a surgeon when he ever he go. I'm sure he's had multiple multiple surgeries. The surgeons probably you know who says to him, yeah, I'll do that, no problem. <laughs> so you talk about ethics. Yeah. Like, you know, look at Michael Jackson. Like, there was no surgeon that looked at him and was like, yeah. nah, dude, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not yeah, gonna yeah, do anything else to. Face. Yeah. i don't want to mess this up yeah so it's the whole thing is kind of weird uh, that's weird yeah. you know i saw something that was weird i wanted to
2: ask you guys if it, this is true and it's so i read somewhere okay and again fact check me i don't know if this is true this is totally not something that i dug very deep I, but i figured you guys are into especially justin all the ancient shit yeah That some there was some ancient cultures <laughs> that used wearing masks over the society's face to, to like
0: dehumanize them
2: yes Yeah. and mm-hmm. then make slaves of them yep is yep. this
0: true I've read that. Yep, I've read that too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh shit. Yeah.
0: Well, so wearing so people don't. Okay, and
1: there's. It's I, an effective way to dehumanize these interactions between uh, people. The, uh,
2: the face is, is it because they lose their identity because everybody looks kind of the yes. same. It's and like so, taking
0: someone's name. Yeah. Right. Like you don't have a name. We're gonna call you one one five. Do we know? Do we know
2: the the culture or when and where or anything like that? Like I can't. It was. It was some ancient culture that I
0: saw the. the- I, I I am sure it was. I think it was used. I'm trying to remember. I read about this a long time ago. I think it was used in multiple places, as a way to uh, to dehumanize and break down the spirit of the captives mm-hmm. that they were doing it on, and they'd make them wear masks. Mm-hmm. Human faces are such a, a, a such a big part of our brain is dedicated to reading yes. expressions and faces. Um, that it's there's a big like I said it's a big part of your brain. And any by the way just like your muscles. If I don't use my bicep anymore, it'll atrophy. Mm -hmm. If I don't use the parts of my brain that read expressions and faces, I start to lose the ability to read expressions and faces. By the way, you can look this up. This is real. This is why people who are in a particular society or culture, let's say you're in a very homogenous society. You live in a country where Everybody looks the same, right? There's not a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of not a lot of different races, a lot of different people. Everybody looks the same. That's when those people will see people from other cultures or races. They will say things like, "They all look the same." Oh, I can't. It's hard for me to, to tell the difference between. You know this white person and that white person—they all look the same, or whatever. This is because their brain has yet to develop the the yeah, the, the nuances, the skill I mean. of reading different faces, because they see so many people that look the same. Yeah. yeah. So when you're, and this is just a side effect, if people wear masks all the time. Then there's definitely a side effect. There's definitely effects from it. Dude, there's so from- much
1: information your brain is is reading off of people with their expressions, like subconsciously that we don't even give credit. It's like to me, and if you go back in the podcast a while back, like uh, before any of this even like went down, yeah. anybody's wearing mask or anything, uh, that was always my stance was like anybody who wears mask, I don't trust you, and that's just that's just a psychological thing. Uh, where think about like anybody going into a bank and robbing a bank or. Or you know, like like furriers or you know, these people that are like <laughs> you know like secretly they, they, they want to be uh you know inconspicuous, they yeah. want to be anonymous. Uh that's that's the thing. Like I look, what are you hiding? Is yeah, is yeah. always how my brain works. Yeah. And so now it's like like everybody is 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 all in on this thing and it just drives me crazy. So do you guys think there's gonna be unintended consequences
2: that happen? Of course. From this? Of course. Like what are, are, what are, psychological... There's not there's not gonna
0: there's not gonna be no consequences, of course. It's turmoil over this. We've completely mocked. Modified uh, a, a particular behavior within our culture or a particular way that we live. So are there side effects? Of course. Trying to predict what those side effects are, we can speculate, but is there going to be? Course, look, you take anything that we do all the time or the way we live all the time and you radically change it, there's going to be a side effect. My, in my estimation, this is my guess, my guess is we're going to see much bigger side effects in children than we will in adults mm-hmm. because children's brains... Are so plastic, and what I mean by that is uh, a child's brain is constantly molding and shaping. And at a certain point, a certain age, you lose plasticity of your brain. You still can, you still maintain a certain amount, but there's a lot that you lose. For example, if you take a a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old and you teach them five languages, they will speak five languages without an accent. All of them perfect, with the right dialect, the right sound, the right whatever. You take a 30-year-old and you teach them five languages, and they can study the languages as much as they want, whatever, and they can learn them. Right. But they'll always have an accent
1: with they're, the, they're carrying in their hardwired patterns.
0: Yes, and so with children, they're if they're going to school, they're going outside, they're you know whatever, and they're not seeing lots and lots of different faces, and they're just seeing mom and dad's face, brother's face, and nobody else's faces all the time. Um, and they're not their brain is going to start to hardwire. The, and they're going to lose some of this, and, then my, and this is my guess, they're going to lose some of this ability. And, and this is, it's like social intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know that person, who can't read a room, or can, look in extreme cases? Autism is like this, right? Somebody yeah. who has a you know, really, really severe form of autism, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they can't tell if you're being sarcastic, yeah. if you're being somebody's can't. agitated
1: right in front of you, just based off of their body language. Body language. Yeah. We,
0: we've cut out body language. Yeah, so they can't read, you, you know, all the intricacies of your face. So I feel like children. We're going to see some. So yeah, but then what
2: happens? What's the what's the domino effect of that? So the, you, my thought when you say that is that we're probably going to become even more divided and mm-hmm. and and stick in in Maybe. groups yeah where where you where you're comfortable where you recognize where you know this is mom this is brother this is sister this is my good friend we know each other really well outside of that everybody else is unfamiliar well, right unfamiliar and only most of the time we connect virtually and not socially yeah. in person. Right? I
1: see it as like the, the unintended, uh, you know, consequence of this is, you know, we may be perceiving everybody the mask on is like, Oh, you're, you're sickly. Oh, you have like, you have a virus. like it's, it's this like negative connotation of like, you're hiding, like, like your health is, is compromised. Yeah. Like, and we're seeing that everywhere. Everybody's compromised, you know? And it's like, you're, you're portraying that negativity on everybody.
0: Yeah. Well, see my baby son, Who's he's he's four months old, and you know if we're out and we're wearing masks, and I go to play with my son, and I'll make sure nobody's around me or whatever. Yeah, I, I noticed this with I, Max. I pull it down yeah. and I look at him and make sure he can read my yeah. face because I know his brain is learning all that stuff. You imagine raising a baby, always seeing people in masks. They're gonna they're gonna be so, they're gonna lose yeah. a an element of social intelligence. And if you keep it done long enough, permanently, no. in my opinion, yeah, no, I agree. You
2: Neurolinguistics, know, right? That I mean, that's that's a very important part of us, our, our social skills. Yeah, right? yeah.
0: So, yeah. I, now we're supposed to mention another one of our sponsors, public goods, and I get a lot of questions on public goods about what their membership looks like and how that works. So I wanted to let people know uh, on the podcast how why they're able to to charge the low prices that they that they're able to charge, and how the company really works. Because I think I've had people tell me, "How am I buying something at?" you know, 60% less than I'll buy somewhere else. Well, think, uh, I mean,
2: and I'm sure they don't like this analogy, but I mean, it's, I think it's the easiest way for the average person because of how big the brand Costco is. It's like the, you know, direct-to-consumer Costco of all natural, like, brands. Yes. Right? Yes. So, like- all- They
0: cut out a lot of middlemen. It's a membership. I think it's the, the price right now is $59 a year, so it's yeah. like less than 5 bucks a month. Yeah. And then you get uh, these really low price, all these household goods, and then they also value uh, the environment. They don't put chemicals in there that are known to be xenoestrogens. um, you know all those different things. But typically if you go to this grocery store and you're buying a product that's environmentally conscious, no xenoestrogens, uh, you're going to pay a premium for it. Yeah. But you go to a company like Public Goods, and you're actually paying less yeah, than, than you stuff. are for the cheap shit that you get yeah. at Safeway or exactly. whatever. So that's how the company works. And then, uh, of course, through we us. St- we stock our whole house now. With that. Yeah. I tell you what, yeah. we, I mean, I
2: remember we used to work with uh, Thrive before, and I never really used Thrive that much. Um, I used the shit out of Public Goods. I mean, it's our, our hand soap, our bars of soap, our shampoo, our... Um, our body wash, uh, laundry, I, uh, laundry, toothpaste, deter- laundry right. detergent, toothpaste. I mean, I buy all of their stuff.
0: Yeah, and I know that it's, you- And I save a ton of money, dude. And then you know, with through us, you go on there, and I think they give you like a, a certain credit, so you can
3: literally buy it, get yeah, stuff I don't, for free. Uh,
2: Doug, do you know what the offer is that they're running right now? I think I know, it's
3: still $15. You can buy $15 worth of stuff- With no commitment. And that's with it. no commitment. So, so just get yeah. 15 bucks of stuff for free. Yeah, try it out. Set up, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. This Quaz brought to you by Organifi. How much creatine should I consume and when? I'm a 37-year-old male with 16% body fat.
0: Oh, creatine. The greatest supplement, literally, the greatest supplement. One of the ones that actually works. That exists. Uh, It works. It improves your health. It's good for cognitive function. It helps you build muscle, burn body fat. Actually, might even raise testosterone, anti-inflammatory. Yes, I sold creatine, but that's because it's it's very well studied, and it's a very, very good supplement for most people to take. Dosages. Okay, here's what they typically recommend, about five grams a day. I think that's a very general kind of overkill. I would say if you eat a decent amount of red meat, which already has creatine in it, um, and uh, your average build, I would say you're probably okay with about three, three grams a day. Now, if you have a lot of muscle mass, you probably want to take a little more than that. If you don't eat a lot of red meat, especially if you're vegan, if you're vegan, creatine makes a huge difference. In fact, the cognitive boost studies Uh, are pretty consistent with vegans. If they take creatine, they get a pretty measurable cognitive boost from taking it. So anywhere between three to five grams a day is probably the best dose. Now,
2: don't most, I I think almost every one I've ever seen, whether it be pill or powder, the serving size is normally five grams. Yes. Mm -hmm. You don't see any problem with somebody taking... Two over if they, even if they nah. eat. because
0: I'm just saying from a saving... Because by the way, the, the amount of steak you have to
2: eat just to get three grams of creatine is a lot. It's like a pound. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's, yeah, a, lot it's more a pretty. Big, it's it's pretty more big. than that to get three grams. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, just, how much? How much creatine dug in a pound of steak? If you could look that up Because um, I, th- I think it's around You're right I think it's like two yeah, grams Yeah longer. So the, I would only recommend If it's
2: someone's like You eat red meat every day At least once or twice mm-hmm. Then maybe you can go lower Otherwise I normally just tell people Five grams Are they
1: still promoting A loading phase? I remember doing that When I was younger And I've, I remember eating An excessive Cel- amount Cel-tech. In the beginning
2: Yeah So so Was here's it
0: Celtec the ones That did first? Oh wow you, see, There yeah, we go It's like
1: five days of loading yeah. uh, You know It's almost like double Triple the dose Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so uh, I want to address that But real quick One pound of raw Beef or salmon, one to two grams of creatine. Yeah, you're right, Adam. So yeah. it's, not, it's not that's a lot, too, by the way. You yeah, know I mean, you? a pound. Yeah, a pound. Yeah. <laughs> so most people, a big serving of meat is like eight ounces. So yeah. if you're
2: you're you're, you're got to be eating at least two servings yeah. of probably steak or salmon. A day. I
0: eat at least a pound uh, a day. So I'm somebody that eats a lot, but most people don't. Yeah. Now, back to what you're saying, Justin, the loading phase. So a lot of companies will promote what's called a loading phase where for the first seven days of using creatine, you take 15 to 20 grams a day, mm-hmm. and then you back down to five grams. Now, the reason why they promote this is studies show... So here's what happens with creatine, right? You take creatine, and you start to saturate the body with uh, with this creatine. And there's a certain period of time that it takes to, to saturate the muscles. After that, you're taking creatine just to maintain that saturation level. Loading saturates the body a little bit faster. So... Will you get that saturation faster from loading? Yes. Is it that big of a difference, enough to waste (laughs) that much Uh, creatine? Not in my opinion. It would make me sick.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's just not worth it from that perspective.
2: Now, to that point, though, you would say that it's pretty important to be consistent, though, with it when you take it daily, especially at the beginning, right? Yes.
0: Five grams. I always say five grams a day. It's a good, you know, anywhere between three to five grams every single day is the way to do it. Now, what about time to take it? Now, in the past- I would have said it doesn't make that big of a difference. They say post workout. Yeah, yeah, studies now are showing that post workout you utilize a lot more mm. of it by taking it right after. I feel like you that's kind out. of common sense. Yeah. I mean, that's like it, it, yeah. it, it, you when you are when you're depleted
2: like that, like your your muscles, your cells, everything's like a more spong- receptive. Yeah, they're right. all like a sponge, ready to suck up any sort of nutrients right. or supplement you take. So
0: here's a here's a little muscle bo- boosting hack for those of you that are that are watching or listening right now that really want to you know. Feel and see an effect from natural uh, means. Try this. Post-workout, take your five grams of creatine and also consume a good four to 600 milligrams of cholesterol. So egg yolks or you can do organ meats or whatever. Cholesterol's got a muscle-building effect. Uh, it's got a protective effect. The creatine gets absorbed by the body. And you do your body does utilize cholesterol as you're recovering or whatever. So do those two things. Try that for like a few weeks and watch what happens. Didn't you?
2: Didn't you bring up a study a long time ago of uh, actually combining that with red light too? Red light. Oh, okay, so right, so that, isn't that like the monster, right?
0: Yeah. There? So red so, light therapy increases the ATP production of the mitochondria in your cells. This is why it. it that's why it works, right? So it makes sense to combine it with creatine because you're trying to boost ATP. Red light plus creatine, you should have this kind of synergistic effect. And I've
3: experimented with it. and I love it. Next question is from B Bounce. Is high cholesterol still the demon we once thought it was, such as having high LDL but also having high HDL?
0: No, it was was overstated for a long time. So here's the deal with cholesterol. Obviously, if it gets super high, you can have some problems. But if it's kind of high and all your other markers of health look good, it's probably not a big deal. It's one metric that you measure. Now, here's what studies show with slightly high cholesterol – you build more muscle, and you're stronger. And it seems to have a protective effect in older individuals. In fact, people who live the longest tend to have relatively high cholesterol. So it's a very interesting thing. That It's funny that we targeted it as a demon for so long, probably because we had some pretty effective pharmaceuticals at lowering cholesterol. So when, whenever we have a drug that does a good job of changing a number, we put a lot of focus on on that number and cholesterol with statins that was that Well was explain kind of
2: what the explain the difference of the the fluffy particles versus the other one. I always get this backwards or messed up whenever I try and explain this. What, yes so, what, is, what is the
0: difference in that? Because so, there's like
2: there's there's like bad HDL and there's good HDL, right?
0: Yeah, so so you have your good cholesterol and your bad cholesterol, right? The good cholesterol is got a protective effect, the bad cholesterol's got more of a damaging effect. But that's a, it's an overgeneralization. If you look deeper, um the really dense uh, particles of cholesterol, the ones that tend to cause damage, the real fluffy ones, uh, tend to not. So, and here's the thing with cholesterol too. It's, it's oftentimes we see it real high or we see, for example, when you're looking at arteries and you're seeing the cholesterol Mm -hmm. and stuff patched up on the sides of the arteries, they blame the cholesterol, but really it's, it's, it's a side effect. Uh, there are doctors and scientists that believe that the cholesterol is being used as a way to protect uh, or patch up inflamed Isn't areas. There, I mean, genetic uh, components. Huge. In that,
1: right? The majority of that, right? When it's problematic versus dietary cholesterol. Dude,
0: cholesterol is so important for our health that our body makes it. And yeah. your liver and your body uh, dictate. I mean, you can increase your cholesterol intake and uh, that you're eating, and your body will just make less of it. And you can eat less, and your body will make more and kind of keep you at this homeostasis. So based off that theory, you could go to the doctor and the doctor could technically tell you you have really high cholesterol and you actually be in a very healthy place is that possible? Depends how high. And the, you know, if we're talking like your numbers are like 300, 400, uh, you probably have some problems. If you're cuz they say anything over 200 is bad, right? But let's say you're at 220 and your ratio of HDL to LDL is really good and your blood pressure is good, your triglycerides are good, everything else looks good, inflammatory markers look good. You're probably you're well, probably and what okay. if most all the HDL is the
2: fluffy particles and and not the really dense ones? Very, it's it, good luck getting that test. I know that that was my next question. Yeah. Okay, say I come back, I go and I, and I'm 220, right? Yeah. So I'm on on the higher end, and the doctor says that to me. Do I have the ability to ask him, like, hey, are those are those
0: more fluffy or those yeah, more. Yeah, can dense? I get a more detailed look? Yeah. Unlikely, you'd have to go to a special I mean, they're they're not it's not mainstream. Yeah. And most likely there. he's gonna try and put me on a statin right away, right? That he was, is because a statin's so easy. If you take a statin, your cholesterol goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, done. It's a guarantee, right? It just works. By the way, there's a there's a natural statin. If you're somebody who's dealing with high ish cholesterol and it's kind of borderline and you're a little concerned and your doctor's a little concerned. You can try red yeast rice extract, which you could buy uh, over-the-counter, um, and it's a natural statin, much milder than the pharmaceutical ones, and it will lower your cholesterol. Now, I thought, actually, dietary cholesterol has very little to do with your HDL and LDL levels. Correct. Correct. In fact, the, the they're changing their stance. They're now saying that cholesterol is no longer a nutrient of concern. Uh, typically, poor cholesterol numbers are coming from uh, an inflammatory response. Diet is high in calories, high in sugar, you're not active. And then genetics, Uh, Justin hit the nail on the head. There are people who just have, you know, there's a condition, hypercholestemia, or something, I'm not pronouncing it right, but Mm -hmm. uh, something like that, where people make tremendous amounts of cholesterol and then they're very prone to uh, issues with their heart. In those cases, statins can definitely be a, a lifesaver. So now, are most
2: are, are most doctors up to speed on this? To where, or are we still have doctors that go, "Oh, stay away
1: from the butter and bacon." I don't know. I wouldn't. Yeah, and eggs. You know, cut those about, out. Think about the the pharmaceutical industry in general. How much power? They yeah, have. how much power and influence? They like so. I just I don't think new information like that is really being pushed as hard.
0: No. Look, okay. Look at it this way. Uh, statins have been around now for a little while. And they very effectively lower cholesterol. And when they first came out, there was a prediction that this would just revolutionize medicine and the heart attack and heart disease rate would go through the floor. Now, here's what happened. If you look at the statistics, the survival rates from heart attacks and heart disease increased dramatically. Not from statins. It was from advances in the procedures, like putting stints in your arteries and stuff like that. The heart disease rates are still high as hell statins have barely made a dent or no dent whatsoever now i know there's studies that show that statins might have some benefit there's others that show there's no benefit there's studies that show that statins reduce cognitive function increase right. your risk of dementia so I would say cholesterol, it maybe it's one piece of a big picture. Right. Don't just rely on that one piece because it doesn't tell you a whole lot by itself. Have
1: they found like, have they attributed it more towards like calcium deposits and like hardening type minerals that have contributed more it's, towards like heart
0: Yeah, that's part issues. of it. That's part of it. And I'm not super versed, but I yeah. but from what I understand, it's just not the the big deal that yeah. we thought it was. And I was if, always
1: curious well, about this just because my my grandpa died of what they diagnosed as like high cholesterol but like to me, it was like it was suspect because of that. Like I, I want to know more information about like, you know, what they're doing now to really like uh, diagnose and assess uh, a lot of these conditions. Well, when we first started the podcast, didn't uh, the Heart American Heart Association
2: had to come out and recant their stance on all this on cholesterol? Yes, yeah. on cholesterol, dietary cholesterol. Yeah, that yeah. was just like five, six years ago. It was yeah. right when we started the podcast. I remember that was big news. They uh, used
0: to say, you know, be careful how much cholesterol you consume. Now they're saying uh, the cholesterol is not a nutrient of concern. They're still You got issues. They still have issues with saturated fat and stuff like that, which we can make arguments for as well. But cholesterol now, I think it's pretty mainstream accepted that it's not something that you need to be careful for that you consume. Now, here's the deal. Old school bodybuilders knew, and this is a legit thing. You try this out yourself. They knew when they consumed a lot of cholesterol. And remember, these are healthy, fit people. These were old school bodybuilders, so they weren't on all types of of gear and all that stuff. They knew that when they increased their dietary cholesterol intake, they would get a boost in strength and recovery. Uh, there's studies that support this. They've done studies where they'll take groups of people. They do this with older people, I think in their 50s, and they broke them up into groups. And this group ate 200 milligrams of cholesterol a day, and then it was 400 and 800 or something like that, which is a lot, right? And the people who the more cholesterol they consumed, the stronger that they were and the more muscle that they built. I experiment with this all the time. Oh, you guys know me. You guys have seen some on my breakfast where I'm eating eight to 10, eight yeah. yolks just for the cholesterol. When I do that, I'm stronger. I'm stronger in the gym every single time. So this is something you can play with. But yeah, as a number, it's one small piece of a bigger picture by itself. It doesn't, unless it's really, really high, it doesn't really mean much.
3: Next question is from Team Quinn Fit. When using a food scale to track ounces of meat, should you measure it raw or cooked? You know, I I used to get this question all the time. I still do. Oh. I, it's it's
2: I, w- I wanted to I picked it right because because we get it so often. I don't get
1: this question ever.
2: Really. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know I so I definitely uh, weighed and measured and, and tracked my my food uh, religiously for you know over three years like without ever missing a day. Yeah. And. I actually never got caught up in this. I never really cared if it was uh, wrong. Whatever I did, I just stayed consistent
0: with it. So if you measured it cooked, then that's how you always do it.
2: Always do it that way. Mm-hmm. Or if I were to measure it right. So there's like these camps, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, which way is the better way? Oh, after it cooks, you lose some of the the, um, the amount of calories and protein that are mm-hmm. in it. So it's not as high. And so you should do it before and not after. Or mm-hmm. after is actually what you're consuming. So you should actually do it after. It's like, there's all these camps. I'm just like, uh, you're, we're talking about splitting hair shit right here. It's literally. Yeah, how much do you lose? Like you, you cook a pound of beef uh, versus. Yeah, you don't dollar. lose that much. Yeah. And again, it doesn't really matter if that's how you always track. Mm-hmm. If you're always tracking cooked food, then you should
0: stick with that. Yeah, cuz then you're measuring that with your results and with your fat body fat, and it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, but so right. people want to know this cuz this is what ha- and this is the part that I don't like. And I we all we have a free macro calculator that people can go online and use, so, so it, we, what what
0: mapsmacro.com.
2: Right. So but here's why I don't like tools like that is because Everyone gets so hung up on the number that that thing kicks out for you. That thing doesn't know you. Yeah. It doesn't know your behaviors. And even with, if you inputted all of it, and ours is great. It's very. It's really accurate. But it's still generic. And your and your day to day changes. So you got to figure all that stuff out anyway. So just because my macro calculator tells you you need X calories and X protein, that that's not like you can't follow that to a T. That's a good guideline for you to where to start. And then from there, you have to kind of modify and figure out like where is your kind of homeostasis. And so, wherever you're measuring, I would just stay consistent. I did it cooked because, you know, nasty raw food messing with it <laughs> on, on a scale? scale and stuff. Like, no, like it just
0: was easier after I was done cooking to throw it in there and then weigh it and measure it. Yeah. Well, I, so I, I, I think it's, if you really want to get crazy and meticulous, uh, whatever you're using that'll give you the number. So, let's say you go on like Fat Secret or whatever, I think you can put in, Raw, or cooked. raw chicken. You can put One raw pound. or cooked on it. Right. So just use that. It'll tell you whatever you're measuring and then just be consistent. And I think the best part of what you're saying, Adam, is pay attention to your body. It's like, you know, uh, Oh, why am I not getting leaner? I know I'm consuming only 1600 calories. That's a deficit. Who cares? You're not getting leaner. It means it's too much for you. Drop it down. Yeah. But being consistent is going to allow you to do that. Right.
3: Next question is from most strength gains. Lots of people have older family members they care for. If you were to recommend a few movements that would help them build some strength, what would they be? I know Sal has worked with lots of older clients, so maybe this one's for him. Oh, go yeah. ahead and sit this out, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have worked with a lot of older clients. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 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 I think I mean, I you, stick with the young ones. Yeah, yeah. no,
2: I think as you talk, that you really liked it so much that yeah. so people just assume it's that just because
0: it, at one point my studio—I uh, mean, we were next to a hospital, and I trained a lot of doctors, and then the doctors started referring me a lot mm-hmm. of their patients, and all their patients were in that older older age category, and I enjoy it, but all right, here's one of the best exercises uh, you could do with it. First off, uh, no, never overestimate uh, somebody in, in an older age group. Never overestimate the recovery ability. The, the, the lightest, smallest activity that's outside of what they're used to will cause an effect in their body, will cause change. You overdo it and they'll get sore and injured very easily. So, and this I I learned very quickly. It's like, oh, let's do some standing lunges. And then they didn't show up for the next session because they couldn't move. Yeah. You got to really simplify it. Yes. Here's the best exercise. Okay. Sit down, stand up. It's a very basic, it's a squat, but you're sitting down. So you have something to aim for. You could stick your hips back and it doesn't require as much control and stability. I'd have my my older clients reach forward with their hands, stand in front of a chair or a bench. And if the bench was too low, I'd put like a stack pads on it or whatever and slowly progress them to to go lower. And they would just sit down. The goal was not to plop down. It was to softly sit down, stop for a second get themselves, you know, gathered and then stand back up. And that was one of the staple exercises I did. And it's so functional because they do that. They do that, you know, throughout the day.
1: Yeah, I, I, exactly. Like you have to start like at that level and, and, and really assess like where their strength level is first. Like that would probably be like one of the first things to get them to sit in a chair. But also I... I guess I could just test this on like everybody, actually, when I would, uh, you know, get a new client, I would I would place them on the ground yes. on their back and I would see, OK, I want to just first see how you get up off of the ground. And that's a very, very straightforward, very simple, like I'm not even intervening or or cueing them, coaching nothing. I want to see how they do it. And then I come in and I kind of show them like the way that I want them to do. And also like, you know, and then we turn that into an exercise. And uh, it's just one of those things. It's a life function. Like if you're on the
0: ground, you need to know, you need to have the strength to be able to get up and do that properly with good mechanics. You have no idea just how, so I worked with uh, an amazing physical therapist that I learned a lot from. She actually rented space in my facility and she was, one of her specialties was working with uh, advanced age population. And she did a lot of that, Justin. Mm-hmm. And why did she do it? Well, first off, there's, you're using a lot of muscle. So just going, getting on the floor and standing up is an exercise by itself. Yeah. I mean, you could turn it into a Turkish get-up if you want to get real advanced. Yeah, you can, but you don't have to necessarily. No. But the reason why she did it is because she's like, this is a skill that they're going to need. And if they lose this skill it makes them very vulnerable to There's the statistics yep. yeah. There's statistics on that. Uh, There's statistics
2: on somebody who can get up off the ground versus somebody who can't, like, how long they live. The risk of death
0: yeah, goes up through the roof.
2: Yeah, dramatically. And the amount of how much... Their longevity is, like, increased by, like, two decades yeah. by, by being able to do that. I'm right with you, Justin. That's exactly... Now, what Sal said... Sometimes is like the, the the regression, right? That's, oh yeah, because like, there's you, some
0: clients that they can't
2: I, I, get off the ground. No, yeah, totally. they, and you know that you can tell by the way they walk and they move that they have a hard time sitting down in the chair in front of you to sign up for their training. Like yeah. you know, like okay, I'm not gonna put this person on the ground because we could be here for an hour trying mm-hmm. to get them out of the. Ground. I have to lift them up to yeah, the floor. To lift them so 100% what Sal said is is a great regression. And I many clients I train bring the little plastic chair out to the the mm-hmm. weight room floor and we would stand up, sit down, and and even clients where I actually had to assist them. I'd have them hold on. Onto my index fingers yeah. while they and I'd have them slow down not just plop down I right. want you to just slow I would do that
1: too with the TRX so they could hold on to something yes. and kind of just like slowly descend yeah.
2: but I, I would always work towards can we get up off the ground and then the progression to that is actually can you get up off the ground with no hands oh yeah, yeah. So that is is actually I know a lot of 30 yep. year olds that yes do that. it is that that's a skill that I always go back to myself to make sure that I don't that it doesn't get too difficult. If I ever find myself like challenged personally to do that, I know there's mobility work that I need that I'm neglecting and it always reminds me to get back to that. Yep. So I would love to take a client at an advanced age, start them on the ground just like Justin, see how they get up without me coaching or telling because the other thing too, that tells you a lot about their discrepancies too, like on what mm-hmm. th- what side they naturally gravitate right. towards, yep. because they'll go to the side that's more dominant, and then they'll they'll avoid the side they're weaker and they can't support themselves on. So it tells you a little bit about their movement patterns already. And then the goal would be: can we do this without using your hands, and then or can we progress it to like yeah. a Turkish ghetto? Yeah,
0: the three most valuable exercises that I did with older populations, and again, I'm speaking generally because on the I, I, on an individual basis, there's always big you know differences but generally speaking it was sit down and stand up on a bench or a chair it was some kind of a row with a band or a yes. cable just focusing on pulling the shoulders back and dropping them because that forward shoulder gets really really bad as people get older and then the other one was just reaching up it was no oh, yeah. weight. Oh, yeah. It was no weight. It was, and we would do it sitting first. We'd sit. I'd stand behind them so that I could get them to engage their core and not yes. have to arch so much. And I'd say, okay, stick your arm up as far as you can. And they would always stop like, you know, right here or whatever. And then I'd have them hold on to a stick and I'd pull their arms up a little bit. And then I'd say, okay, now hold them up here and then let go of the stick and see if you could support yourself. No weight. But that would make such a huge impact. And again, yes. here's the idea. The view is... Look at the skills that they need to be independent, which include sitting down, standing up, getting up off the floor, maintaining good posture, and reaching up above and their head so they can grab their things. Arm over. Yeah. That's it. Those three, those right there, are are very functional, like necessary skills to remain independent. Just train those. You don't need a lot of weight. It, it now, if they get good at them, then you can start to add weight. But I had clients that that was all we did. I mean, we just did those yeah. things, and we took our time, and then and it and it was really really impactful. And then one more thing, this one actually I'm doing with my grandmother right now to improve her proprioceptive ability is balance uh, on one leg. No, no, she can't even. She barely can stand on two. <laughs> is, is is I would have her. I have her sit on a chair, and I take a balloon and it's just blown up with air, no helium or whatever, and I pop it to her, and her job is to pop it back to me with her hands, and it's just to improve hand-eye coordination and proprioception. Sounds silly, um, but it's actually a very standard exercise that you do, rehab exercise that you would see. No, that's
2: a a great one. And this question, by the way, too, we're like, we are definitely, I I noticed we're kind of bouncing around as far as like... envisioning like where this level, this yes. person is, mm-hmm. because I, I would love if this person could stand on one leg or, or that's challenging. That. That's a great exercise. Yeah, just today. balance. Yeah. Getting someone to stand on one leg and balance like that is, is really good for so like, a client. If they can do that, right? Yeah. Like you said, you're in your case, she can hardly stand on two. So she's not ready for that, but that would, I be, had a, some old that would be a great, that would be <laughs> yeah. a, a great goal is to be able to do that.
0: Absolutely. Look, um if you want to get some great free information from mind pump, We have a ton of free guides at mindpumpfree.com. Go check them out. We wrote them ourselves, so they're really, really good. You can also find all of us on social media. Come follow us on Instagram. You can find Justin at mindpumpjustin, me at mindpumpsal, and Adam at mindpumpadam.
3: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB super bundle at mindpumpmedia.com.